0: Welcome back to the Automate Construction podcast. I'm here with Edouard Cabe, an architect from IAAC, leading the future of education in the university system for 3D printed construction, creating all kinds of new departments that are going to create the future workforces for this industry. Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you, Jared. Nice to be here. Very nice.
0: Yeah, and I was super curious about, let's start at the origins of 3D printed construction at IAAC. Do you know when they first started participating to dedicate a whole department is obviously a big commitment? Uh, How did they get to that point?
1: Absolutely. So the school is is, uh, relatively young. The Institute is about 25 years old. Uh, It was created here a little bit, you know, with the belief of of all these new technologies coming up. What can we do with it in the field of construction, the field of architecture and the field of urbanism? Um, so from 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 very early on, we started to work with technology. We started to work with open source technology, uh, and to 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 look at robots, right? And 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 also to start to really work with them ourselves, both educators and the students. So the question of three D printing very quickly came in in a very experimental manner, no, Play, playing with different materials. Um, at the same time, we were one of the the, the institutes in Europe to first have a, a fab lab, no, so to have the connection with MIT. Uh, so it's been a school that is very hands-on from the from the beginning. Um, were you there? More and more soon. Uh I started uh, eleven years ago, actually. So I'm a little bit more recent than that. Correct. So they were
0: doing three D printed construction before you got there eleven years ago.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I think wow. I, I I couldn't give you a date, but I but it's been at least fifteen years or twenty years that we look at three D printing in in the architectural academia. Correct.
0: That's a lot more years than I'm used to hearing people talk about on this podcast.
1: Sure. No, it's been a it's been a long time, you know, and and the program that's, that that uh, that I now co-direct, um, which is exclusively focusing on three D printing, and it's exclusively focusing on three D printing with the soil or with earth, that has been now nine years that we are running this program, and of course. This didn't come out of nowhere. This came out from a series of projects that we had been working on where we had the, the, the intuition or, or the understanding maybe that this is a a technique that is very important in the future of construction. And then of course, also in design, right?
0: Yeah, we agree there for sure. And so (laughs) the university started doing some experiments in printing, and then how long ago was it that they started the department? Dedicated to it a, was
1: 9 9 years ago
0: okay 9 years ago so the that dedicated to adobe and is there a separate project for adobe. concrete or only adobe? yeah okay so yeah, two so different that, at
1: that moment, at that moment you know we had been doing 3d printing projects with different different types of materials and earth was for us a very interesting one because we were able to make a prototype break it and then print another prototype with it. And also this idea of circularity was there already from the kind of lab phase, just on a very pragmatic level to see, okay, um, how can we recycle our our material? And we decided nine years ago to set up this this program, and we started to work with a a group at that time, quite a small group of students, um, and and literally, you know, rapid prototyping with with the material from day one with the students. what I think maybe it was interesting in the beginning of the program, so first of all, we had few students because that technology was still yet um, not, let's say, promised to this beautiful future as it is being done now. No, at that time, we had to really had some very strong vision. It could go, it could, or it might not, but at least we wanted to to uh, to try. Um, So that means that, of course, it was a bit less attractive for students at that time because there was not a clear career in that. Now, now things have changed very, very, very radically. And the other thing that was interesting in the beginning is that, you know, uh, and and maybe we talk more about this, but when you have to design, because at the end of the day, you know, we work a lot with technology, but we are architects, so we are designers, and we are very interested in how to design with, with this technology. The first years of the program, we didn't have really a clear methodology on how to design. No? We said, OK, we have full freedom or we have a huge amount of freedom. And it was actually very difficult to draw or to model or to print anything that makes sense. No? We were printing a lot of different shapes and we were going in all sorts of directions. And the first years for me were difficult because it was hard to to, to think that we were printing things that were relevant, no? that were really taking advantage of this technology and producing res- results that were better. Or whatever question we were targeting, so the, thing was, the beginning was fun, difficult, but uh, but fun. And I'm happy that now we've been doing this for nine years because we start to, you know, really understand how to work with this now.
0: Yeah, I mean, when it's completely new territory, it's very hard to figure out. You're kind of going all unknown directions, and so figuring out where you Absolutely. are, you have to throw a lot of spaghetti at the wall, uh, um.
1: <laughs> completely. And you know what we teach our students is that we we, we we don't go into an extensive history of architecture, but we like to look at the history of architecture in relation to the techniques or the, the materials that came and also we like to look at Gothic cathedral in relationship to the geometry of the arched uh, the arched vaults we like to look at at the fact that skyscrapers came the moment that steel really started to 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 have a breakthrough in construction and there's many other examples so now, if we think of an architecture that is 3D printed with a technology that is so different from all the ones before, even if we can set up some parallelism you know, with, with kind of brick, brick, uh, uh, brick laying, for example, there are some of these relationships, but essentially the technique is very new. So if the technique is so new, what is this new architecture that is going to emerge out of it? No, that is, I think for us, this is one of the main questions we are exploring. Uh, and we see tons of of people within the world that are playing with this. Um, I'm still I'm still curious. I think I, I still think we have plenty to discover, and and really a kind of new architecture uh, to, to 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 needs to emerge out of this beautiful new technology.
0: I mean, what a beautiful thing that robots and technology would circle us back to one of the most primitive building materials we've ever used. Uh, the I think Adobe is very promising too. There seems to be some really cool groups focused on that. Yeah. There's a lot of problems with printed concrete, like the cement concentration. So people wonder about how to reduce the cement. Adobe reduces it entirely.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. There's there's, you know, when it comes to when it comes to Earth, It's 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 a very interesting material for many reasons. I mean, the the kind of bottom line is that it's it's a material that is there. So you can we've constructed, you know, not kilometer kilometer zero. We've constructed with materials five meters away from the thing we actually made. No, so it's it's kilometer zero for us seems very big. No, <laughs> we've reduced it this to, to to five meters, which is a possibility potential of that. So that means no transport. Uh, It means a huge saving of energy. Then afterwards, we take the earth straight from the ground, we dry it, we sieve it, and then we add some natural fibers to it and we print. So that means that the material does not need, like others, concrete, for example, to go through um, uh, a process Uh, system to convert a raw material into a building material, which in the case of concrete requires being heated to 1,200 degrees for a certain amount of time. So that means that the material doesn't need embedded energy in order to become a building material. And then that also means, of course, that the material that we build with remains natural. It's absolutely uh, non-contaminant, which is very interesting. So that means we can we, we can do building solutions that are incredibly efficient from an energy point of view and from a rec- recyclability point of view. You know? It now, checks
0: all course, the boxes.
1: It checks a lot. You know, I, I I think there's there's something, I think it's such a good material uh, for construction, not just for 3D printing, right? For many other techniques. Oh, I think it's a material that is coming back.
0: In Adobe homes. Like you're not doing Sorry, this from an again? Adobe. We're not doing this podcast from Adobe Homes yet, so there's uh, something in the way.
1: Yeah, correct. No, and it's beautiful. Not that many people work with this with this technology. Yeah. It's, what, what I find interesting is that it's a pre-industrial. Um, material, right? It it has been used for thousands of years throughout the world, not just in warm and dry climates, you know, in in, where I'm from in Belgium, Earth was a common construction technique. Where you are from, it was basically all over the world in all types of climates. But somehow with the arrival of reinforced concrete and other techniques then that are more performative from a mechanical point of view, um, Earth became less of an interesting material. Today, that we are looking at the energy balance, of course, suddenly Earth is coming back. But what is beautiful is since it was more or less dropped, you know, 150 years ago, at least for, for mainstream construction, it means that this the evolution of Earth construction stopped at a moment where buildings were not yet uh, made by machines. Buildings were not yet retrofitted with air conditioning systems, which means that they are full of passive um, energy strategies. You no, know? they are actually interesting incredibly interesting construction systems for an, an for an architecture that is incredibly efficient from an energy point of view. No? And all of this heritage throughout the world is, we have not paid any attention to it until, I mean, some people have, but very few, let's say so, until a decade ago, like this was almost kind of falling into, into a, ready to be forgotten. And suddenly now the fact that some people work with 3D printing and also many others that work without, are going to look at all of these pieces of architecture, vernacular architecture throughout the world and are composing an, an incredibly strong library of techniques that are ready to be used and to provide solutions to super contemporary problems, no? the ones of energy, the ones of construction, um, and, and, and many others. So I like this kind of strange thing that a new technology is like very much sending us to the past to say, go and get the heritage and value that heritage because it is so useful at the moment.
0: Yeah, without that, it was becoming obscure and the geometry, like you mentioned of the walls, like the tecla house, if I'm correct, the air you were saying is like forcibly pushed through there in ways that's beneficial for the insulation or how does that work?
1: Correct. So. When, when you know when when friends or people ask me about you know about the the, the, the potential of three d printing I think there's many, and this is something that you're really beautifully exploring um, as a designer. what I find very interesting is that we create cavities right so um, earth architecture and concrete architecture before three d printing is mostly relying on formwork and you know? also make the form and then fill it up fully and then of course, there are some systems about embedding some 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 other, you know, whether it's balloons or, or or styrofoam or tubes or whatever, these are techniques that exist. But essentially, you use the material very, very, uh, very fluid and you fill up. Uh, and you fill up a, a, a hole or a volume, no? With 3D printing, the fact that you only need to put material, you only put material wherever you need, and create these cavities means that afterwards these cavities are really useful for services, for example. And in our case, of course, we like to look at them from a climatic point of view, so we can fill them up with mass, we can fill them up with insulation, depending on you know on the orientation or on the climate, the location but we can also fill them with cavity uh, that can ventilate themselves, right? So we've been working a lot with this idea of how to do certain perforations in a wall and create some of the layers of our 3D printed walls that are full cavities. And that therefore, you know, can, can really, if you make an analysis of, of, of the fluids of the wind around the building, you can find the areas where you have low pressure and high pressure and do perforations here, perforations there, and then make sure that there is a continuous cavity in between them, which means that the entire of your of the kind of inside of your walls get constantly ventilated which can be really useful from a thermal point of view right if it's if it's a if it's a hot climate and the building needs to be cooled down this is a technique and again this is not a technique that we have been inventing this is something that has been around for for forever and we really like to go and look at all these old types of building so for me it's I an amazing uh, sorry
0: it sounds like something a computer could easily optimize if it knows the calculation. Figure out the high pressure, the low pressure, where the hole goes. Yeah. The machine could potentially do all that itself.
1: Yeah, for me it's interesting because you know, like they are like kind of our ancestors that were doing this all their life with a lot of culture, and they, they knew this without needing to calculate, right? Um, but these were specialized, super specialized people. There are still a few around, but there's not there's not many. We're too I think as now. designers. I, I don't know. We we, we I think we are much more maybe uh, transversal, and we are much less dedicated to one thing. We are managing a robot, playing with the material, designing. Um, I'm okay. We what, went a skill
0: tree
1: So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But you know what? What what I find, of course, great is you. You're right. You know, I think um, uh, computational thinking or or computational work can enable us to 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 really understand how these phenomena work, no, and they can help us to design uh, with them. It's just as a small parenthesis, it's very it's very easy to get them wrong, no. It's very easy to use these digital technologies and then to end up to results that look incredibly sophisticated and incredibly well, and then at the end, you know, oh, we made a mistake in the parameter, and all of this creates a wrong result. So. I think it's really important to to kind of work very carefully with these tools, but with digital technology, you know, especially in uh, in 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 design and computer science, we can make things that, of course, we could not be able to calculate uh, without without the digital world. No? And and for us, um we're very excited about three D printing because it is actually a computer. Uh, it's 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 a technology that rests on a computer. So all of the software and all of the intelligence and go into construction right
0: yeah that makes a lot of sense using people for their minds instead of the physical labor so much maybe it even improves yeah. the jobs for the people who are on site uh,
1: absolutely absolutely how, it, as it, an architect
0: how do you make the building compelling for someone to live in considering it's built of mud
1: <laughs> yeah that's a good question because uh uh true it is made of it is made of mud it is made of earth it is of course it takes the color of the soil that is next to it which is something that we are absolutely not used to in our in our contemporary culture it used to be like that and and i think you know if you go to certain geographies there's incredibly beautiful pieces of architecture that really belong to the landscape No, of course in our dense city centers uh it's slightly odd to have that no so for me what's what's and and you know we've completed tova this this small uh, little house here in the natural park in Barcelona and so the inside of this it's a room that is three by three meters um, sorry, I'm not sure what this makes it fit maybe
0: that's five uh, meters maybe. are great.
1: It is a great, fantastic. Um, the inside is dark, right? And at the moment, we are going through the work of understanding what is the natural plaster we want to use to be able to make the inside very domestic. So in this case, I really like the fact that the outer, um, you know, the outer envelope is the raw printing. We apply, of course, some some uh, uh, some organic, um, you know, like. Um, they're not products because we're going to make them ourselves in order to protect from the water. But then they're transparent. So the outside stays as it was printed. While the inside, we like to go and finish. And I really like this difference from the inside and outside. You know? From the outside, it looks like a piece of earth. And then from inside, it's a domestic space like the one you live in, the one I live in. We don't have to live in a cave. We don't have to, to... to, to... You know, there's an interesting example, which is in Geneva. For example, you know, like the, the, the city that we associate with, uh, with, with, with banking and, and, and with Switzerland, um, a lot of buildings in Geneva are made from earth. But very few people know this because they have been cladded from the inside and the outside with all of these these finishes. So it's mm-hmm. actually, we, we could live in, in, in earth houses uh, without noticing that, you know, that they're not made of concrete, of bricks, of timber or, or, or other traditional techniques.
0: Yeah, that's very interesting. You get the best of both worlds in some sense that way. Uh, you mentioned you're from Belgium. Belgium is one of the best countries for architecture in my opinion, because they have, every home is different next to each other. Almost, like no two houses in Belgium are the same, right?
1: That's true, that's true. In Belgium, everyone wants a house. The country is very flat, you know, so it's very easy to, uh, to, 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 uh, to use the landscape. Uh, there's a very long history. Uh, there's a very long history of of, uh, of brick. There's a very long history of, um, of of architecture, and there is also a very good history of architectural design. Uh, but but so there is actually a lot of work for for architects, and very little architecture gets repeated, which sometimes leads to things that are not as good as we would wish. But also, there's a lot of quality, and and that's also for sure coming from diversity. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's pretty cool. I was visiting just for one day. I saw Camp C. Uh, where they printed the two storey building, maybe I'm sure you've heard of it. Uh, sure,
1: absolutely. You've
0: probably been there.
1: No, I haven't. I haven't. No. You know, there's 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 something strange. We have been very much kind of in a in a tunnel in a tunnel vision, looking at 3D printing with with earth, uh, and there are differences definitely with how to print with concrete, and I can I can totally. extend a little bit on that. So we keep an eye on everything that is happening with concrete. Um, but we're not going there, and 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 I of course I will go to visit some places because I I want to learn and you know we're friends with cobods we we we're friends with many people that work with concrete, uh, but let's say we've kind of kind of a, at least in our academic program and professional program we've kind of put there a kind of limit which at the moment we are tar- we are we are challenging because we start to have more and more opportunities to go in different directions so um we like to print with more and more materials and i think there's i think concrete if well used uh can be also a very good material for construction with 3d printing but i haven't been visiting because we you know we've been we've been visiting earth buildings all the time to try to learn from them and to apply that back
0: very cool very cool and so what's the setup you guys have for printing in your lab uh do you have one printer or is it uh, multiple printers do you have robotic arm gantry systems what's the
1: yeah so we have different scales <laughs> um I, i'll i'll maybe work first work from oh, answer sorry rather than work from uh from a teaching and from a research point of view so um we have this relationship of scale so we say that you know at at, at the kind of very small scale we work with drawing and sketching is important and then digital drawing is important drafting is important all sorts of architectural drawing we evaluate a lot and it's a good tool because with drawing you can make and you can make a lot of options very quick no Um, so let's say we will make uh, a thousand drawings and then from these 1,000 drawings, then we jump to a 3D printing scale, and we work at the beginning with desktop printers to be able to very quickly take some some uh, some conclusions. And desktop printers they enable us to make little clay prints that are about this size. So with these 1,000 drawings, then we print 100, let's say, small models. No, um, and, are the and these
0: are similar. So when they jump, when it since it's clay in the desktop printer, not plastic, it can do similar overhang and similar qualities that your adobe can do or no okay
1: absolutely not no clay is very different the behavior of the material because when it it's like concrete when it comes out of the of the nozzle it's um it's wet you know so 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 absolutely different from plastic uh the question of the overhang is everything if if we want to go away from from walls that are straight extrusions so 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 yeah no the qualities are very different um the next, the next scale with which we work is the scale of the robotic arm, which we have inside the lab, where we have a custom-made extruder. And, and, and let's say, so with a 1,000 drawings, we make 100 small prints, and then maybe we go and do three or four uh, prototypes that are maybe the scale of the human body, that are done with a, you know, with a robotic arm, meter and a half, two meters maximum uh, prints. And then from there, then we work with a really nice uh, piece of equipment from WASP. uh, So a company based in Italy, who are our industrial partners and that are pushing, have been pushing 3D printing with Earth in an an amazing manner since many, many years. Um, And so that's a crane. So that is a machine that has a diameter of eight meters, height of four meters. And with that machine, then now we can print things that are much larger. So with that, we will print the one. No? So I really like this relationship, you know, 1000 drawings, 100 small prints, three uh, larger prototypes, and then one end product. No? And I think for me, from a design point of view, you know, you know, looking through design iterations, searching for what is the best building to print. It's kind of a, I, I like this, I like these numbers, also it, it, it states that, You know we have to go many times through the question before finding the 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 best possible solution it's a lot of work actually
0: yeah i agree it's almost like the way ai would approach it in that you have uh when you have access to so much compute i guess in an educational setting you have all these students who have their minds which can compute human compute maybe more valuable than ai compute and so you can set them all to the task you get a thousand models back uh And so now you guys can all look at those models and maybe even they can give feedback too. pick their favorites and yeah it's a great feedback loop and i think ai would be similar like maybe ai could in a second give you an extra thousand to put into your consideration and then you do a blind study who knows if the final one you pick is done by a student or the ai who knows if the ai could have designed it without the student's work
1: absolutely and for me this is super interesting first of all because you know ai is here and and we are still here no? so I, I i don't believe that one is going to replace another i think that we are now living within a you know within a within a, a realm where the digital uh world is embedded with the physical world um and i think we need to use it in the in the smartest way possible now what i find what i find interesting you know when 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 we tell our students okay now make 100 models they're really good at doing them i mean they they our students are 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 incredible. They are they are super strong. So, but sometimes what happens, you know, they they we so we call this catalogs. We say, okay, if you if you need now to develop the design, do a catalog, produce twelve options, not one. And and you might be sure that the first one is the right one, but produce the twelve, and you have to do twelve. So at least it will make you you know really think about what are all the alternatives. And then of course when the catalog is done, so when students come with the slides with you know. Twelve 3 d models that are that are very nicely drawn, um, then of course, the question is how do you evaluate right? How do you compare these twelve options in order to find the right one and And we know that construction is a complex science, design is a complex science, technology is a complex science. so the conversations that happen on these sheets of twelve options are extremely interesting. Because they can go in all sorts of directions, no? It can be about overhang, can be about printability, but it can be about you know the potential of of of, of such a solution on a floor plan level, or from a printability level, from a material level, from a quantity level, from a drying level. So, so there are so many ways. So then we start to have to be quite scientific with you know like sometimes we literally work with Excel spreadsheets to do an evaluation um, analysis of twelve options we design, no? And that's where design which is uh, which is a discipline that is highly intuitive but also very systematic also becomes scientific no and in the program we cultivate this way of working that is both scientific and creative at the same time right
0: yeah so i'm wondering are you you lead that department or co-lead the department and are you also practicing architect on the side too or is yes
1: i'm a practicing i'm a practicing architect also I'm, a, I'm also an artist because i i am very I really like these uh, these questions of um, of uh, of design and uh, and I have a kind of practice into drawing, uh, which I really like to relate to three D printing because for me three D printing is nothing else than drawing except that it's three dimensionality three dimensionally, you know. So 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 all of these things very 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 nicely come come together, and um, and yes I I I work as an architect and and as an architect I'm really interested to understand how to bring this. Uh, this technology to 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 the market, which is something that in the institute we are also doing a lot. So so we not only we run an academic, an academic program, we also run quite a lot of professional projects. Uh, we have just come back from the Biennale of Venice, where we have done their, uh a country pavilion, um, and so so we we. Yes, we we go far beyond, let's say, the, the academic side of thing, and we really want to we really want to print buildings. No, that's what we want to print buildings to demonstrate to the world that that three uh, D printing with earth is a valid construction technology that is absolutely great for for today's environment.
0: Yeah, I think the number of Adobe homes is increasing, so more people get to experience it and judge for themselves. Uh...
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: The students that took the beginning first classes of the department, what does that look like for a department to the first year uh
1: <laughs> well we 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 so we have a very nice team in which we have different people with different interests uh, by now we are a little bit more more organized simply because we have grown, but for sure at the beginning we were very hands on you know and asking our students to be very hands on so very we had a lot we we don't make our printers. We retrofit existing printers, and we've developed our own extruders in the school. But by now, we work with quite a lot of industrial partners, mainly WASP, but we also work with others. But at the beginning, you know, it was a bit like 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 whoever starts his project in his garage. Um, it it was about uh, yeah, it was about getting our hands dirty and and uh, and and starting to print. By now, nine years later. Uh we have a material expert, we have a machine expert, we have a computation expert, we have a construction expert, so we have all of these people that are framing uh our students and 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 taking them to the all many uh different steps um maybe what, one thing that's that's important for us and is often a question is um we we you know we are training mainly architects. Sometimes we have engineers, we have sometimes material scientists, and we really like to have this diversity. But essentially, we are an architecture course, no? And uh, but we ask our students to prototype, uh, and and one of the last prototype we did was Tova, no? This little this little building. So our students make buildings in the program within this six month uh, span, and. Um, And it's always interesting because at the end of the program, there are some that go to work in construction companies, some that go to work in architectural office, and we always have this very nice, beautiful conversation about what their next steps might be. Um, I think, essentially, most of the students we train, they end up being architects. Um, But, you know, if you have gone through the process of 3D printing a little house yourself, then you know how to design, right? You know, you have gone through all of the difficulties so that when you go back to design, you know all of the mistakes to not do. Because the fact is the, the this technique is so new, this technique is so particular that you cannot design anything. You have to design something intelligent because otherwise, Firstly, it makes no sense to go with that technology. And then secondly, you create a lot of problems. So we are really strong believers that in order to design well, you need to be able to master the technique well. And in this case, the technique doesn't really exist yet because it's so new, so we have to to invent a lot. And I and I like that a lot. I like to see the diversity of the directions in which our alumni go. But I like the fact that some of them that really continue into the architectural field, they become, I think, in my eyes, some of the best designers there around because they have all that knowledge, right? And that's where, for me, there is definitely some 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 an an absolute need for architectural universities, architectural courses in universities throughout the world to start to have their own course in 3D printing, because otherwise the market will be equipped with this incredible technology, and we will still not really know what we're supposed to design with it, right? And for me, that is an absolutely urgent question and a very difficult one that that we are actively trying to work on, no provide answers.
0: Yeah, it's very interesting. There's the talent pool of 3D printing designers to draw from a little bit, but then there's no structural anything behind that so it's almost like a combination if you have like an architect teamed up with someone who designs stl files specifically or the architects are trained i mean you probably train your students to design stl files or step files
1: correct yeah yeah we work with g code in in uh in uh we produce g code from grasshopper so yes i mean and, and and you know we start to develop quite powerful tools that 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 make that whenever you design a wall uh, not only you you, model is, you you model it, but at the same time, you have all of the production parameters, right? So, so that, yeah, that means that you're not designing something and then wondering how to construct it. You design something, you can have the economy immediately uh, uh, close to you, right? And I think this is definitely something Beam Systems uh, and others are exploring that I like, I like because we do it with kind of our custom-made uh tool so that is something that is also part of a very creative process no i don't I'm, I'm always a little bit afraid of locking the architect in a box where the architect is just operating within extremely complex and 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 uh extremely complex software in which we end up being doing drag and drop i for 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 me and i think for us in the program there is a huge we, we are we are playing with this because of its creative potential right so we want to be able to experiment as much as possible and to bring new solutions um But I think that the the design process is definitely uh, something that is new and that is different from 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 what we were doing in the past. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, you're definitely a little bit biased for this question, but let's try (laughs) to take a step back and look at architects in general, because I don't get to interact with so many architects. I imagine you probably do Uh, so do architects are architects really excited about 3D printed construction and 3D printed architecture from outside your program
1: it depends it really depends on the on the type of architects you know there are architects that really are technophile others are a bit technophobe there are some that 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 are interested in technique i think all architects are interested in techniques no but some of them sometimes look at digital technology and 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 and, and digital manufacturing as as something that is maybe not absolutely necessary, or maybe it's not mature enough to, to to yet make it. And then there are many that are absolutely driven to that. No, maybe it's also because it's hard, right? I mean, to, to... Alex and myself who run this program, we've dedicated at least Alex's full life and me uh, um not exactly full, but but a lot of it to 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 doing architecture through the filter of this new technology, right? Um uh, so I think that's that um it's, it's 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 definitely um affecting the way that we work and the way we design um and there is so th- there is a lot of interest from from architects there is i mean more and more see that it's possible more and more see that it's coming more and more realize also that it's very difficult to work with from a, a kind of design Uh, perspective, Um, I think, I don't know, maybe from my point of view, I'm I'm still, I still feel that, you know, that, um, how can I say it? Because I think there's already tremendous work being done from a design perspective in 3D printing, but I'm still, I'm still waiting to see buildings that, that look like they they were not, they wouldn't have been possible to 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 be made. With another technology, you know, and of course that also implies that they have to be better, or they have to have clear qualities. It cannot be just an exercise of doing something different for the sake of do, doing di- different. It's it's being able to understand what more can we do with this technology in order to make better buildings, right? Um, I'm I'm still I'm still waiting. I'm still uh, I'm still waiting because I think there's so much to do, and I'm and I. The more people will do this, I think the the, the better the better outcomes there will be, right?
0: Yeah, I agree 100% on that. Uh,
1: mm.
0: Yeah, so the students that you had nine years ago, they go and they work and they're all mostly architects. Um, have any of them done printed Adobe? Yes,
1: yeah. definitely. Some, some. So I don't think any of them have set their company into the field of 3d printers some have set companies mm-hmm. in the world of robotic construction so that is that has been happening um and then afterwards we have some no. students I have to look i forgot the name <laughs> but i will uh, i will look at it and forward that to you um, we have students that are now 3d printing with concrete in india uh, and again i will fall short of the of the name unfortunately but i can pass that to you um, Pastor Mikko. Sorry,
0: Miko or Tvasta?
1: No, it's not those ones. It's not those ones. But I will, uh, yeah, I will look into it. Sorry, I know that this is a, a podcast, so it's probably not very useful. But uh, I will, I will look into it. Um, we have a student, an ex-student that has now become also. Um, um, uh, a professor in the University of Hong Kong, and she is there leading a three D printing department and working with clay also on an architectural scale. She's been doing coral pieces that are in the sea. So, but you know, I think it's an interesting question because I remember the conversation five years ago when we would finish the program and 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 the students asking the students what they were going to do. And five years ago, I can tell you that it was quite difficult for a student to find work within this field. Yeah. That's um, now it's very different. Now we have twenty students. We we are growing probably to twenty five next year. When the program finishes, they start we get quite a lot of phone calls, and there is a lot of uh, there is a lot of interest for them now because they have a knowledge that that very few have. So and I can tell this over the years. Nine years ago, no interest from this field. Four years ago, one or two, one or two, and now and now suddenly it's uh, it's uh, it's strong. And I expect. I expect within a few years, you know, all our students will be hired before the end of the program um, because there will be so much, so much necessity for it. No.
0: Yeah, that would be great. Uh, It's been really cool. (laughs) I mean, even I've only been doing this full time for the past three years. And in that time, I feel like I've watched the industry explode from maybe 10 homes to now 100 homes. And uh, it's really speeding up. I mean, now you have multiple companies starting 100 home projects so pretty soon we'll have a thousand homes and then ten thousand yeah, homes uh... absolutely
1: you know it's it's interesting in 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 uh again to my students so when i give a lecture I, I like to show the first um uh the first um reinforced concrete house that was done in the united states in 1871 um and mm-hmm. then 40 years later, when, when, uh, when Le Corbusier presents uh, um, Casa Domino, which is actually it's essentially a construction system uh, that is incredibly efficient and optimized for, the, for, the, for reinforced concrete, which is what has been used to produce a huge uh, amount of the percent of the, of the, of the housing uh, you know, um, uh, infrastructure that is being made today. So between that first and the invention of a good system, there's 40 years. Uh, and that is a very long time and I think with 3D printing is the same even though because of today we work much faster we have much more tools we communicate much more we share uh, maybe much more I, I, I expect these 40 years to be reduced to something very short but we still mm-hmm. need to go through this time of development and the more things we do the better we will do them no? so I, I, I'm re- i I'm also really looking forward to the moment we get to a thousand house and then uh, and then ten thousand and I'm diving for a lot of these also to be made out of earth obviously
0: yeah i think we will see that uh those numbers in coming decades hopefully one but we'll see uh the earth you mentioned there's some other materials besides concrete you're starting to explore can we talk about some of those
1: so um, we've collaborated recently with uh, with CITA, a school in a uh, university in Denmark, and we've worked with them. They've worked with cellulose, so we worked on kind of encounters between clay walls and cellulose, three D printed panels. Uh, they've used them essentially to to kind of make, work on screens in which they can work with the, the let's say the porosity of light. So we've we've worked through that. Um, and then in the school we 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 have a material department, um, and unfortunately I'm not so good at talking about this, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna extend. Um, but you know we work a lot with bioplastics, uh, we work a lot yes with cellulose, we work a lot with earth and, and mixing earth with different types of uh, of materials. Um, I was recently with uh, with some some uh, some people that that have. Horses and that produce, you know, a lot of horse dump, and and so this okay. is something print that we're that. seeing how to, uh,
0: You can print that.
1: Yeah, it's full of fi- it's good. It's fibers. It's basically processed fibers. So it's it's a fantastic material. And you know what? I mean, once again, these are things that our grand grandparents were doing, right? They, they they mixed earth with 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 cow dump, with horse dump, with cow blood, with with all sorts of materials. Well, that's and, a viral uh, video. <laughs> Okay, yeah, we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll do something and share it with you. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> House made of blood and poo.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, and and a bit of earth, hopefully, just to make sure that that uh, that the smell doesn't go wrong. We've it's printed, we, you know, we've put lactose, we've put lactose in in our prints, which worked well, created an, a horrendous smell of cheese after some days. But uh, yeah, but all of these are you know ancestral techniques that are that are interesting and that are of course organic, right?
0: You haven't tried rotten eggs yet.
1: We've tried eggs. I mean, we use eggs, so they're not right. they're not quite rotten. But yes, we use egg whites to to. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, and a lot of these things work, you know. You know, I, I we used to work with a material scientist who who uh, a very interesting person. He was his work was to renovate. Um, uh, you know, arts and crafts buildings in Barcelona, so buildings that are 120, 130 years old. Um, and it was int- the, his approach to renovating them is that he was saying these li- these buildings are libraries of pre-industrial materials, pre-oil materials. So you know the, the silicones u- used to be made with um, with uh, how do you say this in English? With uh, you know, with the residues from the shrimp or the or the the skin of shrimps. So okay. these were being kept, and some some sort of glue was being made with them, and they were used in order to frame windows. Um, earth was very common. Uh, rabbit glue, like all of these materials in 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 architecture, the architecture of 130 years ago, the construction of 130 years ago. These are libraries of all of these materials that are organic materials, and and this is. This I find absolutely great for 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 today to go and look at them and then to see okay what what can we do with these today when you know if we if we work with digital technology with three D printing and other and other methods.
0: Yeah, I think it's easy to forget in the society we live that you can go out in nature and find things and make things yourself, uh, sure. not at Walmart.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, or- it's it's fun, huh? I I think that I think most of the people that are you know that are interested by three D printing are people that like to do things no they like to make things so they they they're not interested only in the kind of standardized solution uh, they're interested in 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 going into things you no know, making them designing them make something different make something of 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 your own and I think for me uh, of course this connects very strongly to to all of this self-construction culture, no? And I, I like because they used to be a little bit, you know, like a little bit back to back. No. They were like, you know, people that would go in the woods and make their house. They would look at the person that is playing with a, you know, with a computer or playing with a, with a, with a, with a printer and look now oh, this guy is in another this guy is in another world. No. And I like the fact that now little by little like we speak mm-hmm. to each other, right? And and in our team we have people that probably 15 years ago were absolutely not interested in what we were doing but now because they know that we are able to print with Earth they're like okay uh, that's interesting I like it I'm not a geek uh, I'm a, I'm a, you know I'm a, I'm a material I'm a biomaterial uh, a person in love in biomaterial but suddenly that uh, that that uh, that digital equipment can help me in order to go further no?
0: yeah I guess I'm you know, so with- late industry that I'm only I see the companies involved but before there were really any companies before Icon before Wasp before all the 3D before Cobod, before Cbay universities were printing uh a lot sounds like
1: Yes, I think that I think for sure a lot of companies uh have were born as spin-offs from uh, from from university research. I think that's absolutely that's absolutely the case. I think also it's very interesting for companies to be close to universities, no, because I think a lot of research needs to be done. Uh in, in the university level, of course it's it's much more fluent, no. I mean researchers are there for that. Uh, so I think it's very interesting for companies to 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 partner with universities. This is a model that is also not so old, right? I mean, 15 years ago, it was not so common for universities. Did to those companies partner arts. with universities? Sorry?
0: Did those companies partner with universities? Or were they spun off from universities? Which ones? Um, I don't know. Maybe it's easier to name the ones that were.
1: So, Wasp, for example, we are. So we are. We are partners with them, which means yeah, that yeah. we have a kind of flow of uh, of um, you know of equipment of knowledge. Uh, we have worked with with. I mean, we've worked with a company in Spain called Tecnalia. Uh, they were not three D printing, but they were developing or they are developing cable robots. So, for example, we took our extrude and we put it. You know, this was. Eight years ago we printed with a cable with a cage that was sixteen meters by eight meters by six meters and suddenly we had been on our robotic arm with a you know with a footprint or with a bounding box of of two by two by two and suddenly our bounding box was was the bounding box of a house the bounding box of a house, so that was terribly. That was terribly fun, and that was thanks to a to a kind of um, a partnership to a uh, to a company. Yes, so I think there's for me there the, there is a lot of benefit from doing this. Absolutely.
0: Cool. And what about other types of robotics? Have you guys thought about implementing like the Spot robot from Boston Dynamics, or maybe like the Tesla Optimus bot, or the Palm E, or something Atlas?
1: Not yet. Not yet. And I hope that we will. It feels a little bit like we have already so much on our desk. In order to mm-hmm. like with the tools that we have, we are we already still need to explore so much that it's a little bit like somehow we try to keep a focus. Now at the same time, you know, Alex co-directs the program. He's responsible for the for the technology and robotic department in in, in the institute, and he is, he is he is running a a huge amount of projects that that go within that that realm. No? So we're in touch with many companies, not so much in the states um i think we 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 would like to but mainly companies in Europe mainly for kind of obvious reasons of uh, of maybe uh, of maybe our difference um so we are keeping a we but we keeping an eye on what what everybody is doing um yes i think but i want to underline again our very happy relationship with 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 wasp uh that i think also comes from this kind of common belief or this common desire to make a new architecture that is absolutely green. no? So, hence working with Earth and, and, and not competing, but sharing and trying to progress, trying to push each other as much as possible until we reach solutions that are convincing for everyone.
0: Yeah, it seems obvious that a big part of that progression is only possible in a university setting where you can afford the human effort and the R&D because the students are getting a good learning experience out of it. So it's yeah. not like you're experimenting just to waste a bunch of concrete or waste a bunch of mud. You're gaining all this knowledge. And even if you destroy the building at the end of the day, you still have something of value.
1: Yeah, of course. Obviously the, the, the market needs to be competitive. Uh, you know, companies that make house, they, they, they it's, a, it's a balance, right? And and uh, and they cannot afford, I understand that many of them cannot afford to, to search as much as universities. I find it very nice when when construction companies set up their cells um, and, and 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 do R and D, and I think it's also absolutely necessary. But also universities are there for that. No, I think so. So so for me, more than ever, these sort of partnerships make sense.
0: What they should do, if they had the money for it, is just give you guys a printer to work with, and see what the problems are, so that if they can workshop it, fix it, and improve it that way when it goes to market and someone's paying for it it's a reliable product
1: yeah no no absolutely and 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 we to a certain extent we do that and we are very open to doing it of course absolutely for us maybe the the, the thing i would like to to say is that we like to when we discover something we like to share it right so so we are a little bit kind of i think it's something maybe of our times we're questioning a lot the patents the patenting system no because and 3D printing is an incredible example of this because this technology was around in the 70s and then was patented and no one no one could use it for 20 years, right? So it kind of stopped uh, evolving. So we believe a lot in in publishing. We believe a lot in even if we don't publish enough, we should. We have tons of articles that we are meant to publish, but that takes so much time, and we have some some delay in that. Um, but we like to show, and I'm very happy for that to be on you know on your pod, on your podcast to 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 explain what we do and to tell people that we are doing this so that if they want to know more they can they can look at us on the internet or they can contact us and we're very happy to share most of the work that we that we do I think the more we are doing this the more we will lead to 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 good results that will make the construction industry better and 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 better living
0: Yeah I, I like that part about sharing information a lot I think it might be what scares the companies a little bit, because if they give you the printer and they dedicate all the resources, then they want some secrets. So I'm sure you're able to keep some secrets for their IP in those circumstances. Uh, Correct. Yeah, yeah,
1: of course, course we, we, in that sense, we operate within a very different reality from, from, from the company. I like to think or to believe that that there's going to be work for everyone, because I think that they, 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 there's such a huge market that is going to open to that that I think everybody who does it well will do or not i i i'm maybe it's wishful thinking but i i tend to think that there's not going to be one big company that is going to do everything i think different companies think are going logical. to be able to exist up
0: huh? i think that's very logical especially if you look at construction as a whole is a very decentralized industry and then also Historically yeah. when technologies replace human labor you don't end up with a bunch of unemployment you end up with a bunch of new jobs that are usually better
1: Absolutely Absolutely the knowledge the, the 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 way to the way to work through this I can tell you from a design point of view that the design for this is more difficult than it is for other construction techniques therefore it requires more work and as you said before it's work that is not uh, physical labor it's work that is intellectual work and 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 design work Engineering work, so it's it's work that is absolutely done by uh, by a human. I don't believe that the algorithm will uh, ever do everything. Absolutely not. Uh, I think things will remain ex- uh, incredibly human. But yes, there will be less tough labor on the construction side That that uh, that for me is 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 the way to think about that. I don't think we should be afraid of that. I know many people are, and I understand their concern. But I think there is a transformation of knowledge and a transformation of professions. No, and I think it's. It's important to acknowledge that because it also helps us to move on. But we have to yeah. stay critical. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> always. Always. The, yeah. Uh, so, right now for IAAC, is there anything that can help IAAC out? Or maybe if a student wants to apply, where could they apply? Or if a company wants to reach out and work with you, what's the best way to do that?
1: Sure. Uh, so we are super porous and very open to, to discuss. So um can definitely, I mean, if a student wants to, to apply, the first thing is they can go on the website, they can go on Instagram where we publish everything. So that's, so that's a very easy thing. Uh, 3DPA and IAC, you can find us like that. Uh, and then afterwards, you can also go to our web page, which is also 3DPA um, IAC. It's, uh, it's very easy to access and there there is not only you know we have a blog where we sh- we, have, we have again all the content, but then there's also the practical information about the program, the dates, uh, the fees, and 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 the learning outcomes, etc. Uh, and we love, we 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 yeah, of course for us it's super good to have students, no? Because we are, I mean I think there's a huge need, and and I think it's also a very nice format. Uh, to work so so the, the academic program has been a lot of fun uh, so please please do join us and we have had always a few students from the states. I think we're always looking forward to have more we have a very our students come from all over the world so it's really it's really fun in that sense um, and then when it comes to companies, um we are also very open for for collaborations on 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 all levels uh you know whether it 's clients that 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 wish to uh to go into a three D printing with uh, project with us, we 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 uh, we have a few of these going on at the moment, and we're definitely happy to do more. Uh, and also companies that develop technology and want to test it out, or 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 want us, you know, to do some some exploration, some prototyping, some design exploration. I think that's also something that we are extremely interested to. Absolutely.
0: And is there anywhere on social media you post pictures, videos?
1: Yeah, Instagram, very intensively, actually, we 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 like the yeah, format. It's it's format to stay in touch. So, yeah, yeah, you can definitely follow us there.
0: And the 3D printed account, it's at,
1: what's the at? I will tell you now, it's IAAC underscore 3DPA, for printing, A for architecture.
0: Yeah, cool. That's probably the best place just to quickly see all the yeah. short-term attention span videos.
1: <laughs> exactly. No, it's a very, yeah, it's a huge collection of of, uh, of things, and it's also it also says what are the professional projects we're working on. It it, it it keeps also a kind of almost a daily update on how the the group is doing.
0: Yeah, I bet it's pretty cool for the students too, when they their work that they're so proud of gets featured on the page, picked to
1: yeah, absolutely. And you know, I can tell you something now. So our program ended up in February. Uh and then um a month later we got an important job for for you know for an installation at the Venice Architecture Biennale, which for architecture is, is the top event in the world, right? It's it's uh, it's the most important one. And we worked with six of the students that had recently graduated in order to do that project. And we did this for a couple of months, we just inaugurated last weekend uh Congrats. so that thanks thanks a lot but uh, I can tell you that this as as a student, I would never have had this chance, no, and I think this is of course related to this being such a new technology creating so much interest uh that suddenly the students that come out they have these chances by now, and I think that this is very very beautiful obviously,
0: yeah, absolutely. when you were mentioning you guys are so busy with the three d printing that was very relatable to me i would love to cover more types of robotics and all kinds of finishing robots and stuff but there's so much out there and there's only so much time in the day
1: uh and in one life
0: yeah yeah but it is really fascinating it's great that you guys are open and sharing is that a quality that most universities have or is that unique for iac
1: maybe not most i think we are quite special in university because we are very young because uh, you know it's a young school most of the the our uh, directors are young the staff is young it's it's uh, it's also um the school is also foundation so we are not a huge university department or a department of a huge polytechnic university we are related to the polytechnic university but let's say we are very agile no which means that we can we can um we can we can move uh we can move very easily we can adapt very easily we can embrace change very quickly uh and i think that this and, and we have embraced the 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 open source uh world right we have really served on that and and worked with that therefore and we have also studied this question of the patent and and we realize for us the patent is not such a good it's not such a good model uh in our case maybe we would make a little bit of money like that but the the, the sharing dynamic is much more useful and we are our students, I told you, they're from all over the world. IAC has approximately, well, it changes every year. It grows every year, but at at, the, at this moment, we have a number of students of approximately 200 per year, 200, 250. So these are all people that after a few years, you know, they end up all over the world. And we have a really, a really cool network of people that are all over the place uh doing things and so you know alex now is going to honduras uh where uh some ayak alumni have set up uh, a robotic factory um, um well i'm not going to get into it because there's many there's many places where we go because we have some very strong roots actually what so are the... us.
0: <laughs> when you say rules What do those mean? Roots. Oh, roots, very strong roots. I thought you said rules, rules.
1: No, no, sorry. I meant roots and they're not really roots, but let's say They are, they are connections or friends or alumni or mainly friends. I think all of our alumni are friends.
0: Yeah. I think it's really advantageous. Like you said, being a young university, being able to make rapid changes, create departments around industries that are young and attract a bunch of attention, I mean. The 250 students, I didn't realize that's a really tight-knit community. And so the yeah. to have two departments for, uh, is it all architecture, all 250?
1: Um, so we have, it's I there. think, <laughs> approximately 10 master's degrees. There is some, okay. one of them is a design uh, master's degree. Another is urbanism. And in between, there is construction with timber. There's 3D printing. There is uh, robotic construction. Uh, there is a more generic architectural uh, master's degree uh so so we are targeting this this scale, let's say between design construction and and um and uh, and urbanism so for example in the 3d printing program we have 20 students so that's that's 10 or or even a little bit less percent of the total amount of students we okay. have
0: yeah cool is there something else uh that we haven't discussed that should be discussed.
1: Um, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe there's one and I don't know where it fits. I don't know if at the end or but um so this morning we gave a talk with 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 Alex in the construction fair here. Um, um there were actually a lot of people, it was it was very nice. Uh, so some sometimes I like to, to, you know, because people always ask me what are the benefits of 3D printing, no? And uh, and one of the reasons we started this this project is is uh, is because we we like to question the standardization in which construction goes. No, we like as architects we like to think that that your house needs to be different from my house because you are different from me because you might have a different family or because you have different habits but also because you live in a different geography than mine that means that your access to resources is different than my access to resources it means that the climate around your house is different from the climate around your house so because of the difference in resource different in climate differences social structure we like to think that architecture should not be the same everywhere but the building in your geography absolutely needs to be different from the building in our in our geography so
0: mm-hmm.
1: we like to we we really so 3D printing is definitely interesting because it's a technique that will enable to construct you know, more optimized, faster, less material, automated construction. We believe in that, absolutely. But we believe that these are the, let's say, the advantages that are driving the construction industry. We are architects, right? And we need, of course, to collaborate there. But so... I like to think that the potential goes beyond that. Not only these ones I just mentioned of the optimization, but also the fact that we can custom make solution. No, and we can custom make solution. For example, on the on the scale of the detail, no, you know, like 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 do a corner in one way or another. Um, we can customize or be flexible in the design when it comes to climatic performance. Therefore, the east wall can be different from the south wall because there are different climatic necessities. Um, we like to think that we can. Change the design according to structure, you know, to make a wall that becomes thicker because it needs to receive a beam, uh, or other strategies like that. And then eventually, we like to think that this, this, this freedom of flexibility that we have as architects can enable us to work with different floor plans and to work with different house organizations or architecture because because you have a different way of living than I have a different way of living. No? So for me, it's it's interesting to, to to cultivate the fact that this technology, because it is a digital technology, invites to working as an architect away from hyper-formalized or standardized ways of constructing economy of scale, and to be able to create architectural solution that are adapted to the needs of every individual, potentially.
0: Yeah, I like that idea a lot, especially, I mean, it gives people control over their living spaces. And the customization is really an awesome thing. Uh, I think it's something people in America really appreciate. In addition to like Belgium, people want to have their own home. Uh, There's like a historical American dream around home ownership. And uh, I think these days, a lot of people want to move everyone towards cities. But it's beautiful to still see technology going towards the independence as well.
1: For me, for me, it's 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 crazy to understand that, and it's beautiful that digital technologies are are enabling us to step a little bit out of of you know, of kind of custom of a of a of for the for the end, uh, you know, like mass production, make make ten thousand times the same part. No, now with the robot, we can make ten thousand parts that are all different, one from another, for the same economy, and that I think mm. is i think is extremely interesting and i think the world definitely lacks that no because at the moment it's the way that the flat gets built in china is the same as the way that a flat gets built in in uh, in belgium or in or in argentina no and i think this makes zero sense in a way and and so i think it's it's great to think that robots you know are reopening the door to craft uh to 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 different ways to work with materials whether it's earth cellulose uh, or 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 timber or concrete or all of the ones that they are, and and call back all of these uh, hand crafts that used to exist and that are by now are, are kind of becoming too expensive and therefore the market is not cultivating them. I like that digital technology is waking this up and putting it back, you know, back on the map to say yes, our our house again can 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 be something else. It doesn't need to come out from a factory that is that is you know that is. That is producing uh, 100 times uh, the same house every day.
0: As an architect, do you believe that a building has a soul?
1: <laughs> That's a good question. I can tell you that it's it's uh it's architecture is great because it can be evaluated on so many levels, right? So when you go in a good building, you can when you see a good building, you can write many books about it. It's not something that. It's not something that can be discussed in 10 minutes. Architecture can be discussed over a lot of time, even just a single building. Um, I think in that sense, it has a soul, absolutely. I mean, I think it's, it's complex discipline and, uh, and there are many bad buildings and also many good ones. And it's very difficult to say what makes a good building. No, I think good building is, is something in which some people have definitely put a lot of heart. And and that's maybe when this soul no, goes from the, the people that make to 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 the to the actual physical thing.
0: Yeah, that's why I asked, because I'm curious where that soul stops and ends. So yeah. if you have a prefab building with 1000 units made of precast concrete, they just take the formwork apart every time, pour it in, pour it in, pour it in. Uh, does that have a soul?
1: Yeah, absolutely. No, I think Oh it does. I ah, know sorry, you you got cut with the last bit of your question. So I, I... can you does say Does that
0: have a soul? Does that still have a soul? <laughs>
1: yeah, good 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 question. I think I mean I think there is well, I think of course we have to also value that to a certain extent because there is house house shortage and I think if if um you know if 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 we are able to produce very affordable houses like that, I think it's definitely something that we we should not um you know look down on, but I think we definitely have to think about how to improve things no? and and I think that this sort of model can 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 definitely be improved and it doesn't have to be improved at the expense of its economy. You know I think that's where 3D printing is interesting is I think we we can improve things and still enable uh, to to make affordable housing. I think it's very important because the world needs that.
0: Yeah, I think you can. It's a fair thing to say that it's important. The world needs it, and it doesn't have a soul potentially.
1: Yeah, yeah, or, absolutely. But I don't want to
0: put words in your mouth. <laughs> um, well. So if it's that's important, the world needs it, and it doesn't have a soul, we agree. Yeah,
1: why not? Why not?
0: Let's say you okay. know what so we can now- say.
1: We can say it doesn't have a soul until someone starts to inhabit it. Then when someone okay. up, inhabits a place, there is definitely something beautiful that happens. So the soul starts that makes to my next question <laughs> much simpler.
0: Ahead. You just answered the next two as well. So the <laughs> the next one was going to be now you have the robot and it's a, an architect making a custom home for each of the thousand people. I imagine you'd say that has a soul. Uh, it's being designed by person and inhabited by person and then the final one would be the robot sets off on its own to create a thousand homes based on data from a thousand people from their cell phones or whatever the most yeah. ideal home the for their lifestyle their climate their conditions everything you mentioned does that have a soul
1: yeah i think that this question i think is very good and i think it is great that you ask them of course they're really difficult to answer um what I think while you're speaking is that for me, one of the most important archi- things in architecture is that it's for the people right and and uh and the the the, large, the stronger the disconnection between the way that a house gets made and the way that it is inhabited is problematic so so I think that if the person can manage to you know to to collaborate. Uh, within the design and the making of the house, and I'm not meaning that the, the person needs to do, you know, the the the, the work there. Um, but if a person can decide what kind of house they want to live in, I think it it will definitely produce a better architecture and and therefore better buildings. And I think that AI will help to do that absolutely. Um, and I think also that participatory construction, which is quite present at the moment, is also something that will help a lot. And I think also a very good dialogue between the architect and the user is absolutely important. No? The architect, I think we are at the moment very critical in architecture about architects that have been developing buildings without clients or with listening very little to their clients. And, and, you know, we've been without questioning what a star architect is. And I think at the moment the, the, the user needs to have the voice, you no, know, to be able to make sure that the house that they inhabit is really really cutters for their for their needs, you no, know, way beyond what the building looks like, actually, how the building works and how does one um inhabits the, 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 the building. Um and 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 as you said, you no, know, interesting to think how does how does you know new technology, AI, robotic construction? Can help to get there, no? Because it could also go wrong, of course. No, we could go into a dystopic way of of uh, of, of thinking about this, where uh, the user loses loses more and more and more. You know, like one one huge company gets all of the market and has no employees, and everything gets you know robotically produced, robotically designed, robotically produced. The data of the people are being sucked without them even knowing it, uh, and then suddenly, okay, yeah, you move here, you move there, that's your house and of course that is something that's is, is is absolutely questionable so there is definitely wrong ways i believe in which this could go i think it it requires a lot of maturity it requires a lot of a lot of people to work on that from a technical point of view but also from a philosophical point of view you no know, and from a sociological point of view from many different perspectives this needs to be addressed to make sure that we move to solutions that eventually serve the user you no know, serve the population serve the people uh, rather than serve the interest of very few like like it's often the case.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic because the mission of getting towards automation makes it easier for one central organization to have that level of control. When everything's automated, people don't individually need to learn how to hunt the rabbit and make the glue anymore. There's a corporation that makes glue for you.
1: Correct. But I think that's where there is a sharing economy that can really work, no? I think that's where sharing knowledge Uh, And I think that like somehow questioning the patent system and to say uh, rather when I find something. Mm. Yeah, you don't want to use this knowledge. Absolutely.
0: And like with AI, you get so dependent on having something done for you that less people will be inclined to learn themselves and seek new knowledge. Like you've dedicated your life to seeking new knowledge. I like to think I'm dedicating my life to seeking new knowledge and. I don't know how many people are still going to do that when, seemingly, all the world's collective knowledge is available. But I guess people might have said the same thing with Google.
1: Yeah, it could be, and I think you're right. It's a danger, and and I think that we have to we have to be demanding, you no, know, towards ourselves. We 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 have to we have to fight for what we want. We have to we have to be passionate about what we do. And I think if we have that energy, then then we will question models that are. Models that that uh, that providing things that we don't want, no, or that are not directly good for us. I think we have to remain definitely, definitely critical, and 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 continue to to live and to work with passion. I think that's important.
0: Yeah. Well, it's a fun time to be alive.
1: Absolutely, uh, absolutely more fun than ever. Absolutely, the time of big changes, but 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 incredibly stimulating uh, changes and, and times, no? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well,
0: cool, man, well, it's been a really fun conversation and uh, you've brightened up my vision of universities a little bit. I really appreciate that you guys are doing hands-on learning stuff and uh, people complain that architects design stuff like they've never been in the field before. So having students actually mm-hmm. go in the field, work on buildings, uh, with the methods that hopefully they'll be using in the future is like the best experience they could get,
1: yeah, absolutely. I think few universities maybe can afford to do that. I mean, I think there's more and more, but I think it's a it's a key absolutely architecture design i think is is a super important topic and if it's if it's informed with 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 uh you know with how to actually build it can only be better. It's a chance also that we have i can I can understand that not all of the universities have this have this chance no. I think so. But I'm happy that it's a bright and new day. That's very good news.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the number of projects is increasing, number of students increasing, hopefully, and we'll see uh, tremendous progress. And hopefully we can do this again in uh, maybe six months or a year and talk about all the updates.
1: Absolutely. I'm sure we'll have updates by then. so, So it would be great to catch up again soon. Absolutely. All right man, thanks for joining. You have to today. let us know when when you come through Europe because it would be great to have you here. So so keep us posted about your trips.
0: Will do.